Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we are continuing our series on the attributes of God. What is God like? And we've mentioned through the previous episode uh, that God is wholly other. God is not uh, like us. Uh, we reflect him in the sense that we are made in his image on a finite level where God is infinite. So when, we're, when the scriptures say we are made in the image of God, um, in a sense, we are a reflection of some of the qualities that God has shown us in a finite way. Uh, God loves. Well, we love also, but our love is limited. Uh, God shows mercy. Uh, we also are called to show mercy towards one another, uh, but God's uh, mercy showing is infinite, whereas ours is finite. So we are, uh, in a finite way, a reflection of who God is, but not uh, ontologically. Ontologically meaning his beingness. There's only one divine being, and that is God. Uh, God is uh, totally perfect. Uh, God has no potentiality. He's, um, he's absolute in who he is. Uh, he's, he's pure actuality without any potentiality. And because God is wholly other, um, we need to, as Christians, learn more about him by what he's given us in the scriptures. If we want to know what God likes we have to go to the scriptures. If we want to know what God doesn't like, we have to go to the scriptures. If we want to know the will of God, we have to go to the scriptures. And the scriptures have afforded us uh, a blessing in knowing more about our God, what he's like, uh, what his desires are for humanity, what his standards are, the plumb line that he set for all of uh, our existence, uh, the, the plan he has in store in terms of future plans. Um, we learn about God and, and, and how he uh, deals with us uh, based on our faith and based on our will. Uh, all that is wrapped up in who God is. So this, these episodes are designed for us uh, to be reminded of God and uh, how he's revealed himself to us uh, in terms of our discourse, our life's discourse, and our, our agenda and our plans and uh, how God relates to all of these things. Um, if we are Christians, we want to know about God and who he is versus who he's not. And this ties in into the whole concept of truth, right? Right. 
Jesus says in, in, in John 14 and 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. God is truth, and we'll deal with that on um, other episodes. But tr- the truthfulness of who God is is wrapped up into this episode. Um, if we have uh, an idea of who God is, is that idea biblical? If I make a statement about who God is, is it biblical? And the reason why I'm talking about this is because in today's culture, there are so many people saying different things about God. And some of those things that are being said are not biblical, are not biblical. So we need to make sure that we have a sober view of who God is. And us having um, a truthful perspective as it relates to God and his ontology, his beingness, um, as it relates to his desires, as it relates to his eschatology, as it relates to uh, his standards, all that has to be truthful. Because if it's not truthful, if it's tainted with lies, then that's going to be burnt up uh, when we stand in front of him. Whatever is not pure will not make it through the fire. So we need to make sure that our theology about God is not based on what we've heard alone. It's not based on tradition alone. It's not based on um, commentaries alone. We need to make sure that we test the spirit by the spirit as it relates to doctrine. And the doctrine concerning God uh, it's, it's one of the most important doctrines we could ever uh, study. So we need to make sure that if we're worshiping, that we are worshiping the authentic God. Now, that's just my introduction. Today's episode, I want us to take a look at God's immutability, meaning that God uh, does not change. That's what being immutable means. I-M-M-U-T-A-B-L-E. God is immutable. So God's immutability is talking about God's unchangingness. uh, We we read scriptures such as he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, meaning that God is constant. God is not like us. Um, Even at our best, we'll find ourselves sometimes uh, not being at our best, but that's not God. Uh, God doesn't change. Uh, We, we, we hear things like God is doing a new thing. Well, that new thing may be new to us, but it's not new to God. Then you have some uh, her- heretic doctrines that says that God doesn't know what we're going to do uh, until we do it. Then if that's the case, then that's saying that God is not all-knowing, right? The same God that was there in the garden is the same God uh, that's with us today. Then you have some uh, other heretical views that says that we must be serving two different gods. There's a God of the Old Testament, and then there's a God of the New Testament. Again, that's a heretical view. It's the same God that was with Adam. It's the same God that's with us now. Um, this journey started with the first Adam, the human, and then the last Adam is Jesus. So it's the same God that we're serving. It's not two different gods. And uh, if, if God is loving in the first century, he's loving today. If God is all-knowing, 
in uh, the Old Testament. He's all-knowing today. If God is creator, then he's still a creator. If God is involved in human affairs in the Old Testament, he's still involved in human affairs today. So it's the same God. God is, is, is not like us in that sense, right? We, uh, we, we are sometimes hypocritical in our approach and how we deal with humanity. But God is not like that. God is a constant. God is like the ruler. You can always measure yourself up to him. And then you have uh, this, uh, this new movement, postmodern movement. Uh, some people are saying, uh, well, uh, we shouldn't refer to God as just a he. We can refer to God as a she now. That's not how God has revealed himself. So, again, we, can't, we, don't, we, we don't have the luxury of reinterpreting uh, uh, scripture based on our own understanding. God has revealed himself in a unique way. And we have to continue um, embracing what God has shown us or what God has exhibited. Uh, I don't have the power to change scripture uh, that's already been canonized. I, I don't have that type of authority. God has given us the scriptures, and it's up to us to learn about the scriptures, as, especially those that refer to his nature. So God is immutable. He's unchanging, and I'm thankful for that because everything in this life that, uh, that we live in change. And uh, I'm glad we have one source, one person who does not change. God does not change. He can be trusted. He can be depended upon. Uh, once we know about his ways, you can count on it. He's always loving. He's always merciful. He's always just in his affairs with humanity. So I can count on it. I can trust in God. Let's look at Numbers 23 and 19. And in Numbers 23 and 19, it says, God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? So in Numbers, we find this uh, juxtaposition of God, uh, God's trustworthiness versus what humans do. Humans change. God does not. And in this case, it says that God does not lie. Uh, so are you saying that uh, God is not going to lie in the future? That's exactly what I'm saying. God doesn't have the potentiality to be untruthful. He's fully actual. Remember that. We have the potential to not be trustworthy in our conduct and message, but God does not. God is always the same. He's not a human being that he should change his mind. And I don't have time to get into uh, the specific passages uh, that some of you may be thinking about right now. Well, um, didn't God change his mind about uh, this person or this interaction? And if I had time, we would take each, each passage and deal with it. But God does not change his mind. Uh, from our perspective, at times, it may seem like he changes mind. Um, we can call that um, however you want to call it. <laughs> but God doesn't change his mind. And I realize that some people use statements such as, well, this is in God's uh, permissive will. And uh, that's true. Uh, God allow us to go through some things. But everything we do, he's ushering toward 
his will and his purpose. God doesn't change his mind. When you look at the story of Abraham and, and, and uh, uh, Sarah, um, God didn't change his mind about where the, uh, the son was going to come from. God didn't change his mind. Uh, Abraham might have thought he changed his mind when he listened to his wife and slept with Hagar, but God hadn't changed his mind. And the problem is when we compromise who God is or we try to reform God's nature, we get ourselves in trouble. When God tells us something, you can bank on it. When God uh, commands us to do something, it behooves us to be obedient because he's not going to change his mind. When God tells you to do something, we need to do it because he's not changing his mind. When God sent uh, Jonah on an assignment, Jonah had uh, some excuses, but God hadn't changed his mind. He still wanted him to go and, and, and preach to uh, the people of Nineveh. So Jonah thought that him uh, relocating and, and running away was going to solve the issue. But where is it that you're going to go? And this deals with God's omnipresence. We'll deal, that, deal with that on another episode. Where is it that you can run to that God is not going to be there? So remember, God is unchanging. The same love he had for you when you were not saved, he's still loving on you as his child but remember, it says that God is a father. And what good is a father that does not chastise uh, the child that he loves? So remember that. God doesn't lie. That'll never change. And uh, 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 God speaks truthfulness. That will never change. First Samuel 15 and 29. He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind. For he is not a human being that he should change his mind. Again, God is not going to change who he is. God has already told us that salvation comes through nobody but Jesus. But yet, we uh, listen to some uh, televangelist or some Christian author, alleged Christian author, who tells us uh, that there are other ways to be saved. And that's not true. That means that God is lying when he says that salvation comes exclusively through Jesus Christ. So we can't uh, listen to anyone that tells us that God has changed his mind. Uh, Even in terms of uh, relationships, God's uh, relationship model is heterosexual. Uh, So he hasn't changed his mind about that. And, And we're not listening to uh, religious people who, who are saying that he has, and God hasn't changed his mind. Psalms 90 and 2, before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalms 90 and 2, God has always been there in the beginning. God has always been uh, the same, the same. He has not changed from everlasting to everlasting. He is still the same God. Malachi 3 and 6. 
It says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. God's unchangingness or his unchanging ways preserves us, preserves us because it comes with a contract. When we become Christians, we establish a covenant with God and God will always keep his part. I know uh, many of you have seen the commercials. You're in good hands with Allstate. Well, uh, that, that clicks with individuals knowing that you have someone that's going to insure you and, 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 and reimburse you for uh, any damages that you're going to have. You have trust in that. Well, in a similar way, we can totally trust God. You're in complete and perfect hands of God. We are as Christians. We are in the perfect hands of God who preserves us and he sustains us, and we can trust in that. If God is Jehovah Jireh, if he's a provider, then he's still Jehovah Jireh in uh, this 21st century, right? If, if God is uh, uh, peaceful, meaning that God provides peace or gives us access to peace, if he's Jehovah Shalom, then God is still Jehovah Shalom. God is our peace. And if God is Jehovah Nisi, uh, uh the God uh, who, who serves as the banner, then he's still the one that goes forth and fight our battles for us. Okay, so it's important that we realize that we serve an unchanging God. Hairstyles may change. Clothing may change. Makeup may change. Earrings may change. Food that we eat may change. But God never changes. God never changes. Remember that. Uh, it's really a reassuring message that we serve a God that's immutable. He's unchanging. And we can trust him for everything that he's told us, for every commandment that he's made, for every assurance that he's given, he can be trusted. And if God can be trusted, that also means that his words are trustworthy. Romans 1 and 23. Romans 1 and 23 says, and exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. So, again, it's talking about uh, the conduct in the first century of some of the people living in Rome and how they um, changed their appetites, appetites that should have been geared towards uh, the right affections. Uh, uh, men should have been with the women and uh, women should, should have been with the men, but because of sin, because of sin, they had uh, perverted the natural order of things and men wanted to get with men and women wanted to get with women. And Paul is saying this, all that is, is because of sin, but Christ came for us to get our acts together. So God hasn't changed his model of the family. God has not changed his model of a healthy relationship. Uh, many of us are the ones who are guilty of misrepresenting what God has uh, taught us in the scriptures. So we need to make sure that we get back to serving a God who doesn't change. And because of that, it's not a bad thing, right? Oftentimes, uh, people will say, well, just get with the times. Uh, the, the, the Bible uh, is, is, is an old Bible, and, and uh, the Bible uh, is, is just a traditional Bible, and, and it doesn't keep up with the times. And what they're saying is, um, number one, that uh, God 
did not expect, this is what they're saying, that God uh, is not all-knowing when they make that argument. Do we not know that God knows everything? God knew that uh, all of this stuff that we're dealing with would come up. And the gospel was given to us in preparation for times just as these. No, the Bible, you may call it old-fashioned, but it's truthful. You may call it, call it out of date, but it's still relevant. You may call it what you want, but the unchanging nature of God is reflected through his, the scriptures. The scriptures are God's words, and they're applicable for every century. They're applicable for every age that we live in. The Bible is relevant. Methods may change, but the message of God's word does not change because he doesn't change. He doesn't change. And it's very important uh, that we understand that, that God does not change. Again, methods may change, but God doesn't change. Hebrews 6 and 18. It says, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us, may be greatly encouraged. Again, that's this whole ideology that because God doesn't have the capacity to be untruthful, God does not lie. And whatever he's told you about fatherhood, um, he, it, it, his mind hasn't changed on it. Whatever he's told us about motherhood, God's mind has not changed on it. Whatever he's told us about parenting, God's mind has not changed. Whatever he's telling us uh, in regards to our singleness, God's mind has not changed. We're the ones that that, that's changed some things because we're under change. Because of sin, we are always changing. But God doesn't change. And I thank, I thank heavens for that, that God does not change. Because everything in this life that we hold dear seems to be changing. But God does not change. And that's what God's immutability is about, is whatever God has told us can be trusted. Can be trusted. You can't put it in the same category as human trustworthiness because humans' uh, reliability is very uh, untrustworthy. It's, it's very unpredictable. Uh, some days uh, an individual can be trusted, and regardless of what ha- uh, something may happen in their life, and then the next day they have rescinded uh, their truthfulness. So that's what humans do. Uh, even some church folks are unpredictable. So we need to make sure that we hold on to the everlasting hands of God, the one who does not change. So this whole idea of immutability, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a God that doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, to, uh, uh, today, and forevermore uh, in his consistency in terms of his nature and what he tells us uh, affords us a privilege of knowing that we do have somebody in this life who have our best interest and he'll never turn his back on us. But we have to do it through Jesus. And through Jesus, we afforded uh, many beautiful things. Well, that wraps up this episode of God's Immutability. I hope uh, you learned something that edified you. And as always, we thank you all for your prayers. And we thank you all for uh, supporting this radio ministry. 
If you'd like to donate, please go on our website, srministries.org, or you can uh, write your donation out to SRMPO Box 582306, Elk Grove, California, 95758. And remember, to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.